So, Kel, I wanted to ask you this question. Uh, did you happen to by chance see that you can watch Dungeons and Dragons on Peacock now? I did not because okay. I saw it in theaters and Peacock is kind of a, a no man's land for me that I do not address existing. I understand that. I uh, I just use my brothers because we watch wrestling and that's on there. But everybody pointed out, oh, Thomas, Dungeons and Dragons is on there. I'm like, you guys are all telling the person who told you to watch the movie because I saw it. So why are you telling me that it's available on something? Like what that yeah, makes I've no sense. I've already done that. But I all, I all told them. I was like, you guys are going to get to see this movie the way it was meant to be seen. And they were like, what do you mean? Like on the big screen? And I was like, no, without this bullshit intro at the beginning of the fucking movie. Like, I was like, Peacock, if you were <laughs> truly the greatest streaming service in the history of time, you would have kept that bullshit commercial break at the beginning of the movie, even on streaming. That way, everybody that watches yeah. the movie at home has to sit there and listen to Chris Pine and all them talk about, oh, you're the real hero for being in the theater watching this. And I want everybody to be sitting at home listening to this and just being like, why am I being forced to watch? I want it to be, you remember when U2 forced you to have an album on iTunes? I want that yes. intro video of Dungeons and Dragons to play before every movie on every streaming service. I yeah, want it, people to be forced no, to watch it. No, no context. You, Schindler's yeah. List. Oh my God. You guys are truly the greatest. I'm so happy that you came to the theater. You guys are the real heroes. We might be saving lives on screen, but you're saving lives in theaters. Yeah, they just they just kind of like use AI to cut them into the background of scenes of Schindler's List. Yeah, that, that's a... Uh... That's yeah, it's no, a monogram. It makes them black and white. I actually like was super. The, part of it really worked for me having that be there because I have not seen. I've seen. This is the second movie I've seen in theaters since uh, the the uh, the ooh, pandemic. Oh, can I guess the other one? Uh, you, I've told you. So okay. Well, sure. I, if I remember then, if it's memory serves, it was R. Pat's Batman, right? Yes, and in fact, was was the Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was a uh, that was the first one, and I remember sitting through it, and I was like. Well, I mean, yeah, that was really big, um, and I couldn't pause it to go to the bathroom. That was like my takeaway from from having done it. Uh, but like having not, so that was the last time I had been in a movie theater, and then having that be my first experience, I was like, is that what fucking what's happening now? That like movie theaters are like trying to be like, no, no, you you got it, you got to keep coming to the theaters, and I'm like, explain yourself explain why that's real like there's no like ad it adapt to the market it's also bothersome for a lot of things you know what else they did they're trying to push i swear to you they're trying to push people away so i went and saw guardians 3 uh over the weekend because i have oh. a bunch of friends who were like we yeah. want to go see it and i was like all right i'll go with you guys haven't seen the special this christmas thing i don't care i saw the first two movies anyway nothing to do with the movie itself it's fine watch it if you want to don't. Oh, I will tell every person alive, though, if you do have a thing about watching animals be tortured for no reason repeatedly for two hours, maybe skip Guardians 3. Because just for no reason, I was literally sitting next to a child, Kellum, a child, and then they start torturing animals, and I just hear this kid go, oh no. And I was like, whoa, I now get it, don't get me wrong. The movie is rated PG-13. It's on the parents. Right. But at the same time, it's like they had 35 movies of like, oh, yeah, bring your eight-year-old if you want to. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're like, hey, you want to watch animals get like actually tortured and experimented on and brutalized? Not like we talk about it. No, do you want to see it happen and then see the animals' reactions to those things happening? And then like just sit there and linger on it. You're like, what? Well, Are you working of, something out? None of these movies are made for children. 
Like, I don't think that children, even children's movies, quote unquote, aren't made for kids anymore. Well, I have no have idea what movies children are actually supposed to be watching because they're all made for people our age. I think the movies children are supposed to be watching is Paddington. That's like the only one I, I can guess. think of. You yeah. know, I would put, or Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Kids used to watch movies where parents died and you were like, oh, that's part of life. Like Land Before Time. You know, we all cried. When Littlefoot's mom passed, yeah. we all cried when Scar died. Erwin Foster died because Scar killed him. We all, there are moments that matter to you, but at the same time, it's like I didn't watch a movie where they just tortured animals. I didn't watch yeah. Watership Down when I was eight years old. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Marcel the Shell with shoes on definitely was specifically for us because kids are like, what? They were like watching YouTube videos in two thousand and seven. What are you talking about? They have no context for this at all. Like, hey, look, Timmy, it's Marcel, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> like, that's nothing. Do you think if you ask kids, do you think if you ask kids who like Blue's Clues or Miss Frizzle or Blue's Clues Babar, is on still. Okay, but because like I know children, Babar, no. my friends have my friends have children. And I so I asked my nephew the other day, I was like, hey. What are like your favorite TV shows? And this child listed a bunch of Louis. movies, and I kept being Louis like, was "Yeah, those there, are movies." Right. Yeah. Oh, it was the only one that I was. Louis, given. So fucking, I was given. Yeah, I was given a bunch of movies. Like, oh, I like this. Wait, that's a movie though. Hold on, and it's like Bluey. Is that count as a TV show? I was like, yeah, I guess by definition, I will count Bluey as an option. I was really hoping for you to be like, oh, Spider Man, or I was thinking uh, something that's like for kids, like even. But this thing, even if it was like from before, if he was like, "Oh, I like the Batman animated show" or something, you'd be like, "All right, cool, like whatever." This kid said, no, "Bluey," no, and then struggled. Like, like <laughs> every parent I know who is like roughly our age is like, "No, fucking Bluey's the best." Like, I can put Bluey on and watch it, and I'm like, "See this again?" I feel like it should be impossible for you to like enjoy your life while that's on i think that's like part of i'm not gonna do it but i feel like that is part of the experience there i don't think i don't want anything in this to be catered towards you do the same thing they did when we were kids is like there'll be like one joke that there's no way that we could get except the one kid whose dad let him watch the clockwork orange when he was nine years old like that's that's the that's what we can do yeah but uh yeah this, exactly. i don't know man but back to the initial issue I had before the animal cruelty got me sidetracked right. with Guardians. Because I was just, I wanted to let you know in case any of our listeners that's a trigger, don't go see Guardians 3. But before this movie started, okay, these motherfuckers made me watch 30 goddamn minutes of previews. Okay. It used to be 20 minutes, and you're like, cool, whatever. And so I plan accordingly because I don't like watching bullshit and having to sit there and wait. So I always show up like during the trailers. And so I get there and I'm in my seat and I'm like, all right, cool. It's 3.50. Movie started at 3.30. It's about to start. Let's go. I watched 10 more minutes of trailers. Wow. I was like, what? Now, maybe they're like, well, we got to show this stuff to enough people or whatever. And so we're just tacking on more. Thankfully, there were no repeats. It wasn't like they were like, yo, let's re You know, all my other friends yeah. weren't like, hey, you, man, we saw this You're trying to get me ago. to this? Like, you're like, trying to make me do this more? Good like, Lord. So here's the thing is like I I actually like like I will get to a movie 15 minutes early because in my mind that is the way that it used to work and should still work is that prior to that movie there are 15 minutes of trailers that's reasonable it's it's like half of it will be Maria Menounos doing something mm -hmm. for no fucking reason and then the other half will be 
previews for new movies. I don't know if we brought this up during the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons one, so let me know if I did. But are all new movies that are coming out really fucking terrible? Like to the point where it oh, yes. doesn't no. feel like they're real. I will tell you, there's one exception uh, of all the trailers for all the movies I saw for Guardians. The only one that looked fun to me, I also have massive issues with, is Pixar's new movie, Elemental. They have a trailer I saw. I don't know what that I, is. That, it is, Kellen, do you want to teach children about racism, but in the most bland, like, weird way possible? Because in this world, you have, it's Avatar. So there's Earth and water and air and fire. But they're actual... Like Zootopia? Yes, they're actual physical elements, oh, but everybody stays in their own fucking lane it's and nobody mixes. Yeah. But yeah. then some water boy and this fire girl are going to form a bond and a connection and put water and fire together to create something oh, new. Yeah. You know, like interracial marriages. You know, it's like they're not even trying to hide metaphors or something. I'm just like, guys, um, listen, I know that in, in school right now, they're trying to like get rid of all this, you know, teaching people about like the horrendous things that white people did throughout the history. Right. Yeah. I can't have that out there. And so you're like, no, let's try to show that like, you know, it's not cool to just like stick with your own kind or do this stuff. And it's like, yeah, bro, we have so many movies about that already. We like, do not what need... is this? We, <laughs> we don't, don't need, need another this. animated movie that people are going to draw incredibly specific porn about like Zootopia. Like, now I will say that... it is, it does look good. Like the animation looks good. Like it looks like I'm they're sure. I'm just like the story it, the messaging is just terrible but like you said i think more so than zootopia because while there are furries and there's that's a whole thing dude anthropomorphizing like elements and things is always much more in play for people for whatever weird reason like, i don't know what it is but i'm telling you they're gonna be like oh look at this water guy look at this fire person oh yeah look at this earth person they're gonna be like i mean we're gonna do some weird things we we remember breath of the wild with fucking the the the, the zora prince that whole shit that happened with that gentleman like it's it's a yeah. You know, whatever happened to people just being original pervs? You know, I remember when like yeah, heavy right. metal came out and somebody was Oopies. like, "No, I just I just drew all this because I'm a pervert and I wanted to make an yeah. adult animation." Frank Frazetta was over in a corner just being like, "Yes, yes." As opposed to now, they're like, <laughs> "Oh, like, that, that's IP that somebody else made. Let me just take that and make it raunchy." Like, what are we doing here? Stop that. Make your yeah. own thing. That's not necessary. Uh, I mean, like, it's it's I I hesitate to get into the same conversation we have every eight and a half episodes here where it's like, hey, man, they don't make anything new anymore, man. It's all fucking new movies are trash, which it feels like is like entirely where we spend our time. But I mean, you know, look, hey. I would like for you to tell me, Kel, currently in the landscape that we're looking at. What movie that are you excited about currently coming up that you think looks good or you think might be worthwhile? Oh, none of I them. don't have one. That's none the thing. I don't have one. I saw that fucking Jake Gyllenhaal army thing, and I was like, why does this, like, I don't, I cannot put my finger on it, but, like, that is possibly the mo least interesting thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And somehow it doesn't, again, I don't know how to quantify this or how they've done this. It doesn't seem like a movie it feels like a commercial like in like a tv show or like video games it feels like 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 no it's a it's, commercial it's, for the military is what it is yeah. also i think it's funny that one is the movie can be i hear the movie's good i think the movie could be fine it's just that i find it funny that they're like let's take the one story of an american soldier being good and nice and trying to save and help out and pay back the debt they owe to this person to help them but let's ignore the 
thousands of other ones where they were like, ah, fuck them, they're fine, and they just got murdered or like got hunted down yeah. and killed. You know, it's like, and can, and can we not keep trying? Can we stop trying to make Jake Gyllenhaal work as an action star? Can we let that man do funny movies? Like, has he, Jake Gyllenhaal been in a good like action movie? I, I, I'm genuinely they, to they think. try every once in a while. Hey. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you some shit later on in this episode that is going to have you. I mean, you may already know about this. Um, that 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 we will address uh, vis-a-vis this movie that we're watching. But like, no, I mean, like they they've definitely like tried to they jarheads. Like that was yes. definitely. Uh, I mean, even fucking you know Spider Man's. Yeah, like it's. I'm trying to think. They want like... him to be that, but it's like that's not. So Jake Gyllenhaal. I've heard this term used for somebody else, and I'm going to use it for Jake Gyllenhaal as well. I think Jake Gyllenhaal might be falling into the Brad Pitt category, where unfortunately he's he's too good looking for the roles that he actually wants to play. If you notice, Brad Pitt actually tries often to play roles for like the side character or like the other guy or just doing whatever. And then constantly they're like, hey, but you're Brad Pitt. You need to be the main star in this movie or you need to do this. And he's like, dude, I'm... I just want to be a character actor. And they're like, but you look too good. And Jake Gyllenhaal, same way. And like Prisoners or fucking anything like that, you're like, dude, Jake Gyllenhaal, holy fucking shit, this dude is mind-blowingly great. And then like you say, they're like, hey man, can you star in a movie? And they're, it's just like, it doesn't quite I, do it for me. I feel like the more apt comparison is Chris Evans because, remember, not on oh, the that's movie. A good, Chris remember, Evans is a, a very hilarious person. Because it's so, like, yeah. he's he's another person, that, like he's like a person and like he, I think just what was in the movie that like was like, all right, now you're doing this forever. And it, what I'll say is, it works. There's something I cannot buy. There's something about Jake Gyllenhaal like upset and doing things that kind of spoils a movie for me. I don't know how to like say it any better than that. But it's never like hell yeah, he's like getting stuff done. I'm like ah oh, fucking now I'm is it because out for some reason scare me out on this, and it's not his fault. And, you know in any way but is it maybe because they we were forced to watch october sky and you just see like nine-year-old oh, jake Jalen hall with his little whiny boy face and then you can never like unsee that oh is, is that what it is that that i honestly think it might be i'm, think, I'm thinking of jake Jalen hall bugged about his mom dying that that uh i think yeah it really every time i think about like, donnie like, darko we uh, dude it's hard to like with him and maggie yeah. both in that one you're just like i can't i'm sorry like dude think Maggie as well. Maybe for those people that you've seen too young, it's hard to like imagine them like adulting. And so when they do certain things, you're just like, I don't. Something's off. A yeah. Bit right. Here. I mean, it's like, like it's like when I see uh, Ashton Kutcher now, and he has like oh, aged, gosh. and something inside of me breaks. I don't know what it is, but like we didn't see him for like 15 years, and he was Kelso before we saw that, or Ashton Kutcher on Punked, and now he's like someone's surf dad which is yeah. like really upsetting for me i i don't know there, what happened there I, there's a thing where certain people you you get it, either you have to stay there the whole time to where we don't yeah. really realize it like me lacunas you know stayed there from that 70s show but was always in stuff so you didn't ever really think about yeah oh like you're 40 so it, whereas with yeah with fashion culture it's like you disappear you come back it's like whoa what are you what are you doing my guy yeah, it's it's like when you don't see a kid for like t- you know f- two three years and you're like holy shit you've gotten so big but like if you see them every day it's like it's that same thing it's like we yeah it was it's too much all at once that it it becomes jarring and I don't need that it's like there are reverse 
examples of that. It'd be like, for example, if somebody had never watched Parks and Rec and then went and started watching like Marvel, and then it was like, oh yeah, dude, Star Lord, he's in Parks and Rec. You gotta go watch that. People be like, hold on, I can't. Did did this actor eat Chris Pratt? Like they would, they'd be like, I don't understand. This is weird. I can't quite. But but he does look identical to him. Like he looks oh, he... like like I mean it it's. Yeah. And he acts he acts very similar in a lot of manners and stuff still as well, but. It's just, yeah. Certain people, I guess, depending on when you come in with them, it's like, for example, uh, somebody we're going to talk about very much in a couple minutes, but like Santa Elliot. This is the youngest I could ever accept him as because right, if, this, yeah. if he like, there's no if somebody showed me a photo of Sam Elliot at like 28 years old, I would be like, first off, take this fucking fake AI generated piece of bullshit and throw it in the trash. This man, like Morgan Freeman, was born with gray hair and a deep voice. He's not like grow up like Sam. Elliot came boom and was like, uh, can I get a whiskey and uh I'll put some George straight on any more of that good sarsaparilla on tap? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's fucking it's, uh well, it just no, there, there was there was uh one movie that I remember seeing him in where he had black hair and that was fucking Prancer, the <laughs> uh 19 whatever, where like that was back when it was like fine for Elliot or uh, Sam Elliott to be just like a shitty dad who was like <laughs> awful to his kids and like it was just there was no issue with that no one was like um it wasn't even like a plot point it wasn't even like just like man his character always yelling at this girl and like you know it's it was just that's that's her dad you know how dads do that he's got a mustache but he looks unidentifiable as anybody because he has solid black hair you look at me you would sit there and the whole time you would just be like What's going on with it? Like, you, yeah. it would probably take you forever, and then somebody could tell you, and you'd be like, "No, that's not it. It's got to be yeah. something else." Like, yeah, no, no, no. You're you're wrong about that. It can't <laughs> be that. You're wrong. Well, let's let's jump into Roadhouse, 1989's yeah. Roadhouse, since that's the reason we're all here. Now, full disclosure, I've seen Roadhouse a handful of times. I knew Kel had not seen it, so yeah. I already knew what to expect going into this movie. Um. Most how did so before you actually watched it? Pretty much, I mean, I know you told me you had people's like dads and stuff tell you about the movie a lot, but basically, the only thing you knew essentially was like, oh, fucking Patrick Swayze, like, star vehicle. I, I knew that Jeff Healy was in this movie, yes, a lot. that was a lot, um, a lot, like a full on character. And this is the saddest thing yeah. in the whole bunch. It's like they're at the beginning of the movie, they're like, oh. You know, thanks to the Jeff Healy band for providing live music throughout the film. And then in the credits, they just credit Jeff Healy. They're, they're, it's like, oh yeah, Jeff, Jeff Healy. And it's like, there's not well, like bass player, it's, drummer. It's the Jeff <laughs> Healy band is his band. Is called, it's like one of those. So I know like, that. I know, but, but still, uh, it's like, come on. Yeah. Somebody is still in this movie a lot playing bass and drums because he's they're in the band too. But it was just funny yeah. to me. We see these uh, people, yeah. But yeah, so those are the two things you knew. I. It's funny. This movie just barely got in. If this movie came out a year later, they couldn't have released it because this movie is so 80s, it hurts. Like, it's even though it was 89 and somebody asked me to list like the 10 most 80s movies of at the 80s, this would still be on the list because it hits so many spots randomly for no reason. But let's just break down, I guess, real easy. The essential premise is mm-hmm. uh Patrick Swayze plays Dal- Rick, I think it's Rick Dalton or just Dalton. I can't remember oh, if he has man, a, I did, a, a I full name, but he's I didn't do he's my Dalton thing of... for sure. Yeah, yeah he's, he's Defo Dalton. Just Dalton. Uh, uh, Roadhouse. Yeah, just Dalton. It's listed as just Dalton. So 
he is, you know, essentially the second greatest cooler in the bouncer business, which is the person who comes and makes a really criminal, like thriving bar come back to being a normal yeah, bar. And right? Can we talk about this weird fictitious universe that they have set up here that like is yeah. kind of like um uh it's reminiscent of what what is it? It's it's like almost like a, a kind of like musical thing. Like it almost feels like cats or some fucking shit where there are like these characters that like exist through the world where it's like, why does anybody know who Wade Garrett is? Why does anyone exactly. know who don't like, I don't care. There's too many bars and people to have there be one guy that's like, Oh no, he kicks people. Like that's, that's not gonna, that's not gonna it's go not, around that much in the, in this what world. Network to me, do they it's have? Like, yeah, it's like exactly. Grand Budapest and hotel level. It would make more sense to me if they opened it. It's like, yeah, like in the in the area or in the southwest, like because like, I could believe that like in a two or three state area or something like if it's yeah. like North Texas, you're like, oh, we know of the one good dude like in. The, but like, to be like, it seems I don't know where they are insinuating, but like I would say in my mind, like just the way it's opened up is like Wade Garrett's like down in Louisiana or something. And Dalton, yeah. they open the movie, it seems like Dalton's like in Florida or something. And then the double deuce is in fucking Kansas City. And it's like, time out. Random waiters or bouncers are like, dude, aren't going to know who the fuck these people are. Like, that's just. They don't even have the internet. Crazy. Like, it's like oh, now dude, exactly. you could maybe make that argument. But like, it's, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a peculiar thing. Also, did you get the sense throughout this movie? Were you reminded of, I mean, you, I know you've seen this, but having since watched this film. Are you getting major Miami connection flashbacks throughout so, the entire fucking flick? The, I did, when I was watching this, I was like, it's a it's amazing how this movie's so it's fallen recently. It has lost 350 spots. Actually, this movie was ranked like in the top 700 movies of all time. Yeah. And Miami Connection isn't the fuck out of here. Like yes, live music, you know, fucking ninja fighters, cocaine, yeah. like this movie roadhouse the only difference i can foresee in my brain is that this miami connection didn't have enough boobs that was the main that's the main yeah, difference i Jesus feel like christ they really were like hey no one's gonna get people let's have one patrick swayze nude as much as we can and let's have everyone yeah. else nude as much as we can like i get it it was the 80s i also want to say like i don't know what it is about patrick swayze being in the movie but i feel like it's not him like patrick swayze isn't i swear is not this person but it's like if it's Patrick Swayze in his prime, women are just like, let me please be naked around you. And listen, I'm not here to judge because if it was 1987 and I saw Patrick Swayze, I'd probably get I mean, naked. I'm not here to, you know, I'm yeah. just saying like, it amazes me though. How like, I'm always like, yeah. is it the girls are just like, oh no, I'm definitely down with it if it's Swayze. If I'm doing it, like, yeah. let's, you know, it's fine. They've got that Swayze crazy. Like I get it. It's a, it's a real know? thing. Uh, um, also, it's funny to me no matter what, but do you think Patrick Swayze has it in his like, contract that he has to dance in every movie he's in like hey bro i, I want to make sure don't forget i can dance yeah. like it's, yeah. it's a good but thought it's like it, it's not like don't forget i can dance like and then he's like really busting a move it's like don't forget i can dance and then like he's busting out like some some very mid like yeah bar mitzvah vibe stuff like and it's like great it's but, like, like it's it's it... it's middle school dance but at the same time it's like but hey remember Remember that time I showed you I dance for real? It's, well, it's just it's middle school dance, but it is Patrick Swayze doing it. Like he could be he could be doing the white man's underbite, and people would be like, "Fucking Patrick Swayze!" Like it's it's hell yeah, no, that's a uh, hell yeah, the whole thing there, yeah. But yeah, the movie uh, opens up with Dalton's working a bar somewhere, and it's like just going good, and this dude shows up, 
what do you say? Tillman? Frank Tillman? Is that what his name was? I can't remember his last name necessarily. But his this name guy shows is, up. It's Tillman is, is it's, like the, yeah. Yeah, and it's Frank for sure. I remember his first name is Frank. So then anyway, yeah. so Frank shows up and just like, hey, I heard I need the best. And this again, this point is then Dalton's like, yeah, Wade Garrett's the best. By the way, I forgot to point this out. Dalton gets like cut on his arm for like breaking up a fight. Yeah. And so he's like stitching himself up while this whole conversation's happening. <laughs> There's no need for that. I want to point that out that there is no fucking need for him to be doing that. It's not like <laughs> it's a superficial I, cut. Like it might bleed, thing, yes, but you can put a band-aid in some gauze and it'll heal up real quick. That, like that man stabbed him with a fucking like letter opener. Like there's no like it's it's I it was a Swiss army knife. You cannot but you uh give me that. Now, I don't know. I, you know, me and you were not quite born yet. We were being thought about no. being born, I guess, at this moment, but we weren't quite being born. And so I don't know how much money this relatively is, but the but Frank is basically like, hey, I got the spot to double deuce. It's a real shit show. It used to be a great place. I want to bring you in to get it back to where it needs to be. And he's like, all right, $5,000 up front and 500 bucks a day. And it's like 500 bucks a day. That seems fine. If you're like the head security guy, that makes sense. But like, it's this five thousand seem low. I when I heard that, even in like nineteen eighty nine, I was like, you could have gone for ten. Wasn't it like was it five hundred a week? Was it five hundred a, a day? Five hundred day. Well, okay, so here's the thing: is that that the five thousand up front is like chump change compared to what he's making throughout this because he's we can clearly say he's there for like a few weeks, at least a few weeks. So at he's, least. but it, you also have to like this is nineteen eighty nine dollars. So that is the equivalent of more than $10,000 up front. Because if it was 1999, it would be $10,000 up front. That's true. And in fairness, like I, think 15. My, I think my dad told me it wasn't until like 93, 94 that gas even got above like 50 cents a gallon. So maybe yeah, you're man. right. Maybe it really wasn't that. Because like when you think about it too, it's like this motherfucker buys like at least like probably eight sets of tires like two windshields a fucking yeah. like side windows like so it's <laughs> i mean like we don't we don't have this context because obviously we're seeing it now but um it was clearly put in there to be like oh shit that's that is too much like the, the audience is meant to expect that he's gonna be like are you out of your fucking mind and he's like no yeah that sounds good and so you're like yeah. oh shit this guy's good at this i guess so and so <sighs> How did you feel? So I like the subtle things I want to talk about. Just like, because basically, you know, Dalton says, I'll see you when I see you. I'll, I'll show up there and we'll get taken care of. Yeah. He's wearing his pleated and so pants. I want to know, Those pleated pants like are the most distracting fucking thing in the entire scene. Like when he stands up, I was like, holy shit. These white pleated, like this, this set of drapes that he's wearing around his lower body. I could not. And I get it. You got to let those dogs breathe when you're doing those roundhouse kicks. But, uh, I like I like the little subtle things though that's what he does with the character that makes it to where you can see that there's actually some complex thought you know yes. he's oh, I need to go get beaters because I don't want my fucking nice beautiful Mercedes getting trashed or scratched up or broken up when these people come fight me but yeah. how did you feel so initially how so you've never seen this before so when Swayze rolls up on this random dude just chilling on the side of the corner and's like throws him the keys and's like hi right, bro what's up hey homie here you go and he's like, do I look like a fucking valet to you? And he's like, no, it's yours, bro. Keep it. Were you like, what? what is this movie I'm watching? Because even no, watching this I, every time I see it, you're just like, that man, are you, you couldn't have said like, 
titles in the car. Nothing. You're just like, yeah, take the car. He's like, yeah. Trump and it's, the, the arrest is for stealing this logic. car. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That, so that is like me now. I That was the first thing that popped into my head is, wait, so how would that work? So like, does he like, does he go to his insurance and is like, like, I don't have the title for this. Like, that feels like that you have made this man's life very complicated for the next like two months. Um, but how it, does he it, explain that? Yeah, just this random white dude showed up and threw his keys to me and said it was mine. And it's like, yeah, what this was man's his in name? prison now. But you're like, I don't, uh, he didn't, he literally threw the keys to me and said, hey man, it's yours. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'd be he certain probably, somebody murdered somebody in there. Yes, that's exactly yeah. like, okay, there's dead bodies in this car. Or something. The police yeah. are looking for this car. Something's going on. Yeah, uh, this police shot a police officer. This car shot a police officer. That's that's what happened here. Um, that, I mean, well, it, it made sense. Like, in terms of, like, the narrative, it was, there is a, this is, like, a, an incredibly tropey thing of, like, 80s films of, like, oh, he's the, he's the drifter guy where he's not tied down to anything. It's just, this is all just things that he's used. Like, so that, like, it fully was, like, okay, yeah, this is, we're this guy. We're this guy for the hundred millionth time. And it's usually, yeah. like, a Patrick Swayze who does that. Somebody who's just kind of, like, dead behind the eyes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and for the record, no grifter looks as good as Patrick Swayze. Like, just to be clear, like, don't, oh, like, yeah, they always want to cast grifters. Like, it, it, no, grifters look more like Emmett than they do. Like, Patrick yeah, Swayze. this, this, uh, the idea of like fucking what's his name that he takes over for at the double deuce that I believe is like yeah, the, the, bar, the yeah. like the chief, uh, bouncer there. I don't, like, I don't mean no, man. Like, this feels like. This is the equivalent of, and I feel like I've referenced this uh, this commercial like in this is the second time in like four episodes. But this reminds me of the fucking pace he gets his salsa in New York City, New York City. Like that's like fucking Swayze is the is salsa from New York City as opposed to whatever you know I guess pace is. But uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel right. It's 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 weird, but. I want to talk about this because basically, yes, yeah, Swayze shows up to the double deuce, and then we'll introduce the other characters and we'll just talk about minor scenes and stuff. But that initial, because I look at it kind of, he's there every day, so it, I'm not gonna remember exactly the order. But essentially, you have right. the pre, like him starting to change things, double deuce, and yeah, I'm where just, it's like sawdust. I want to point out, fucking yeah, yeah no. and I I want to say this from the bottom of my soul. There would not be people in that fucking bar. Like, the, yeah, if no. that bar was like, I'm like, the fact that it's already crowded, he walks in and it's like, I'm sorry, you're already still doing good business, even with people getting beaten, cut up, and selling coke like, out on the floor and all this. I'm like, what is going on in this? Like, I get it's the 80s, but like, who's out here trying to buy cocaine yeah. in the middle of the fucking restaurant? Like, you would know to go to the bathroom. Also, like, what's going on with half of the things that are happening in this? Like, I, it's like Swayze decides. Oh, that bouncer let the two brothers keep fighting. So that shows that he's good and calm and collected, even though he's not doing his job at hitting on these girls. But this bouncer over here just likes to beat up the people that are being criminals and doing stuff a little too much. So he doesn't have the temperament for the job. It's like, dude, that first bouncer likes about Morgan, who he fires and then goes works for Wesley. It's like Morgan didn't beat up any innocent people. He literally would be like, Oh, you're trying to do something wrong or illegal or like, cool, I'm gonna yeah, beat you up did, now. The only thing so my thought of what was going to happen. Is that because the real issue there is that just this man just like has no like he's not taking it outside. He's throwing people through like other other patrons. Is that like he was going to like figure out how to do this better, like from like him? Um, but in with regard to like yeah, the the setting here, 
yeah, fucking never. Like this place reminded me of, uh, with a lot of caveats, this spot I went to in the hill country, like it has to have been 15 years or so. It was called the Rattlesnake Inn. It was out in the middle of fucking nowhere off a highway. And uh, it was like this, but it was still not because nobody would go into a place like this. It's insane. Like there's, I can't, there's not a single place you can be at where you've seen four people get like destroy a table. Also, can we say that like all these people who are getting like dropped like squarely on these tables, they did they would have died. Like the part Literally, of the table your back is through them. Like there's like, no there's there's none of this. But no one's like, oh, that's great. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna come here next time. Like clearly these are repeat customers. You've got the most loyal exactly. fan base in the world. And on top of that, can we talk about since we're on the point of loyal fan bases and all this other stuff? Jeff Healy, why the fuck is your band playing at this gig when you have to put chicken wire up and stop them yeah, throwing bottles at your cage. face the whole time? That makes no sense to me. Like, no band would play a gig where they have to hide behind because the people are throwing bottles at them the whole right. entire time. Like, that makes no sense to me. Like, at all. When the band's like, hey, man, we have to go to the bathroom and stuff. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. And that dude's like, fuck you. We, you're getting paid to sing. Sing, clown, and throws the bottle and it, like, shatters on his eyes and stuff. I'm like... Hey, um, owner of this place, I'm suing you and I'm not finishing this gig. I'm leaving. Like, what do you like? There's so yeah, much this, 80s logic. It's like the that doesn't make sense. thing that's happened to Jeff Healy at this bar. Like, it's yeah, it's it's wild. But then, uh, yeah, Dalton takes over and he gets rid of the riffraff. He fires Morgan the because he doesn't have the temperament for it. And immediately Morgan's like, fine, I'm just going to go work for the bad guys. You'll see me later in the movie. Then he fires the waitress for selling Coke. And she's like, not even she's like, I'm, I sell Coke. This is just. I was just hearing no, whatever customers. I'll I go do this somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally not an issue to me. Uh, but I was, I'm like, dude, you should have been firing uh, more people initially, but tomato, tomato. First time though, we're going to get uh, completely gratuitous. And I use gratuitous in the true meaning of the word as in excess, unnecessary, serves yeah, no purpose. Like everything in this film. Yeah. First gratuitous nudity scene we get is when oh fuck boy is like, banging some underage chick and we're like what like this bitch pulls out a sears card and it's like yeah i can get into the bar with this and then the other bouncer's like no nah, dude she's a friend don't worry about that i'm gonna go bang this 16 year old back here what is up with movies it's like the 16th movie we've done what is up with any movie that came out before five years ago just casually yeah. trying to be like yo like, we're gonna be banging no these 16 year olds it's awesome like yeah. i understand this like why did it take so long for this for Hollywood to get yeah. found out and stuff? This I don't is, know. How do we not notice it? This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah like, it's, it's every just, movie. I need to talk to anyone who was like alive enough to make choices in the year 1989 and just be like, "Hey, fucking, what was happening?" Like, because this it seems bad. Yeah, I want to point out the I to look because there's no excuse. I looked. There are two screenwriters for this movie, male and female. I, in my head, I was like, oh, only dudes wrote this movie because there's no way that like any non-man would be like, yeah, this seems like it's totally kosher and everything's good. And I was like, no, that means somebody else that wasn't a man looked at this and was like, nah, she's it's totally cool that I she's mean, like 16. To, to be like, fair, we are using this to illustrate that this dude is a piece of shit and that Dalton is firing him. It would oh, be yes, that's thing, his point, yeah. <laughs> it would be one thing if it was like Dalton was doing this before he came here and then like we're supposed to think he's the hero the rest of the time. Like, no, it like like Wade Garrett like wakes up and there's like, no, absolutely not. 
he's no. he's yeah. this guy is like yes he's he's scum and he immediately is like no get he out he is here. uh and yeah dalton's like hey bro what's up uh don't even worry about you just go ahead and finish up whenever you want because you're done it's like, but i'm yeah. gonna break and he's like don't worry about that homie it's yeah don't come the back girls like oh yeah. and yeah. i'm just like that's what you get uh now i want to talk about i this is the first time i was watching this trying to be like well, let me just analyze things as if I was Cal and didn't know what this movie was doing. I want to talk about Carrie Ann. So I would suggest she's head waitress at the bar, which is fine. Uh, yeah. Good personality, funny girl. Did you think for before no, you I, did, met, I absolutely did not think that. But that they she tried was be, to. Yeah, they tried to because when it's like she's like, oh, my God, I just came seeing Swayze butt naked or oh, all these things. You're just like, can we stop with this? Like the fact that she ends up with Jeff makes more sense. Obviously, you're like, yeah, yeah it, well, it this again, like it's falling into this like traditional structure of like we we first have to demonstrate that every woman is wildly into this man, and he has to say no to all of them so that when he does meet a love interest, there's significance behind it. And, you know, this is one, I feel like anyone who's worked in a restaurant or a bar has worked with this woman. Like, I just feel like I immediately, I saw her, I was like, oh, I know you. I've, I've known you many times. Um, it's but, uh, really funny too, because what you're talking about with Swayze and with all the ladies, with this is, they added a couple of lines. Like, you know, when Wade Garrett shows up, he puts a little bit of understanding within the movie because you're like, why is Swayze turning down every woman? Like every woman that he sees, except one in this whole movie, he looks like Patrick Swayze and like society has conditioned us to think that wouldn't be the case. And then when you find out later, it's like, oh, well, he did used to be that way. And then, you know, things happened. Yeah. You're like, okay, I get that. That's tr They're trying to show that he used to be a different person and it now has changed. You know, trauma does that to a person. Well, but I, I don't know that that's what they're doing. I think that they're just showing that there was a situation that did not go. That it was the first time that it went though, like as bad as it could go. And he still like, hasn't bounced back from that. I don't yeah. think that it's necessarily that he was, but I do want to point out since we referenced like this, one, the donut this woman brings to Patrick Swayze what who what absolutely like catastrophically blackout drunk donut man was uh, or woman or person was crafting this jelly just jam filled pancake that was just smushed onto the top of this man's coffee i i was immediately like oh she brought she brought like you know breakfast i guess maybe it's mm -hmm. like oh that's always an odd thing when someone's like i brought breakfast it's either donuts or I'm confused because there's there's if it's anything more than yeah, donuts, it's like you brought a, a bagel without knowing what things I'm no, into ba or bagel, not into. bagel's fine. They go in the north, like that's like up here, bagels are. I mean, nine times out of ten it is Dunkin' Donuts. I will say that because they are convinced that that's an okay place to eat donuts at. But uh, you know, bagels is but a bagel's is not unheard of. It's not it's a, six thousand you know, calories to start your day. But like, sure, yeah, absolutely. But is, is an yeah, awful Carrie, donut. Carrie, yeah, it's like just shows up unannounced in this man's house. All these things. It's wild. But she's, like you say, if you've been worked in the restaurant, you know this. You know this person. She's the fun-loving person. The last person I think that's relevant is, well, I guess nobody else's names. You have like the big bouncer guy. You have like yes. the thinner bouncer guy. You have, you know, just like that. But then 
you have yeah. the Swayze clone, like the guy that looks like it was it is Patrick Swayze got printed, but this one was running out of toner when they when they did it. Yep. So it was like diet Swayze. You got yeah. all these things. And then you got uh I can't remember his name, but fuckface, the bartender. He just looks like oh yeah, a it's like sleazy G- rat face Jim or or like real Rilpin. Yeah, his, I think it's Pat. Pat. Yeah. He's you know You know that ridiculous. actor's name is John Doe. Yes, I saw that in the credits and I was gonna bring it up, but I couldn't remember who played that's, I was like that's a that's name upsetting. is John Doe. That's very his parents knew that. Oh, that's a, they did that on purpose. They were like, This will be funny. Oh, <laughs> All right. Anyways. And so uh yeah, so Swayze's they're running everything, he's setting the rules down, they're doing everything. But he like said he fires uh, you know, rather have sex than work boy. And then he notices the, the bartender skimming and you know stealing money, ripping them off and stuff for 150 bucks a night, which in 1989 dollars might as well be 500 dollars a night. And uh, fires him. That's going to come back later. Yet more progression. You know they're starting to change their outfits, do all these things. But it is important to note that uh, two things that ha- are happening slowly but surely. One, trouble is a brewing in terms of a blonde who you absolutely no is like i'm just like there's nothing that dalton could have done he did everything he could to avoid any of these issues because he's like i'm not trying to do anything i'm not having any of this I'm not interested but does that's, it, does it feel it like she's the biggest plot point that they have Thank that you, it's like yes. it's meant to be like weighty but it just feels confused anytime that like she's on screen or involved in anything you're not certain really what's supposed to be like i mean there are some things where it's like you know like clearly like like fucking psycho killer kiss to say was was like beating her up you know yeah. previously but nine times out of ten i'm just like confused as to like what i'm supposed to be understanding from the scene that she's in absolutely and we'll have so much more of that in the future to talk about with not understanding what is going on with her in a scene and why it's happening yeah the next thing that matters though is so dalton because he's doing all these things they keep fucking his car up so let's go meet some of the townspeople it's relevant you get to meet Red. He's the first townsperson that you meet. That you actor's name is also Red, by the way. Of course it is. Are you yeah. kidding yourself? That like, was just they just found that. Like, hey, can Red be in it? Yeah. Uh you can be uh I guess Red. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah they were probably like they probably went to the town and they found the body shop and he was the one that worked there at C- yeah. you know I mean, like it's like that's how likely it is. But he's a good old man, you know, just chilling, having nice times. Kind yeah. of is the one that lets Dalton in on like the secrets of the town or what's going on. Right. Yeah. You then, got Emmett. Who yeah. Is the Dalton guy goes to meet Emmett. Is... Can uh, we also talk about for a second, this fucking pad that Dalton has. This oh, is yeah. the, like, I like how that we're supposed to believe that this is like, that a is not place. Oh, dude. And you're like, Holy shit. Like, what is this? Like, like super like lofted, it's, like open area. Yeah, Fully furnished open loft with a full ass open window. You can like, open and like walk out and be on the roof and everything you have beautiful vista view you have horses around he's like oh yeah man 20 people looked at this room no tv no phone no ac no love for nature and they left and i was like you could bring your own tv or phone into the house and it's like it is 1989 so global warming was not that bad so like you're you're fine it's it's fun. You're outside Kansas City. In the winter, it might be a little chilly, but you don't need no yeah. AC. Then, yeah, but it's $100 a month. I heard that. I was like, oh, dude. Yeah. 
when oh well that's because he said like he's like he didn't want Emmett's like it don't seem right having to charge you anything anyway but if i don't the church is gonna get mad at me he's yeah, like so how's the hundred bucks yeah how's the hundred yeah. bucks down and he's like as long as it'll keep you out of the in trouble with the graces of god and everything he's like it's funny how money i'm like look this dumbass, like, very misogynistic man movie still had time to be like, hey, by the way, isn't it funny how the more money you pay, the more all right you are with Christ? So, like, let's not yeah. forget that. I was like, that was a random swipe at religion. I'm yeah. not mad yeah. at it, but just, I was out of nowhere at Emmett. And, yeah, no, uh, Emmett reminds me of every farmer I know out here is this man, except stoned always. That's uh, <laughs> that's the only difference. Which, I mean, I guess we don't know that Emmett isn't stoned. Is it? We yeah. don't. We don't. He yeah. asked the man, He the, this is Emmett's qualifications. Are you a good person, honest person? Am I supposed to believe that? Do you like horses? Are you going to steal my horses? All right, you All can right. stay in my bar. Like, that's literally his whole thing. Yeah. He, he got uh, the Swayze vibe. I mean, you know, it's it's, oh, it's undeniable. He was, he was literally like, I like you. Something about you seems cool. Yeah. Then uh, we will, there's a couple other people that will matter within the town that we'll meet, but they're not really relevant. We'll meet the car dealer guy and some other people. It's whatever. But it is important that we point out that this is also when Emmett and uh, Dalton are talking. This is the entrance for fucking fucking Jackie Treehorn. Oh my god, this it's, piece! It's of literally shit. the same character that he plays in the Big Lebowski. Jackie Tree. I mean, you, you could say that that's the same character because that this came first. That is, yeah, this came but first. But... I could not like I right now couldn't tell you what that character's name because as i was watching this i could only refer to him as jackie treehorn in my mind like that was the only thing Hi, i'm jackie treehorn. his name is what uh is wesley or wesley or something like that but it's uh it's, yeah it's um i'm a i was hard raised in chicago Brad wesley. god given yeah. yeah it's my god given like, right to steal from the people here in this town and do whatever i want he's like not even i was lying or trying to hide like the evil deeds he's doing which is a right. whole other issue we're gonna have to talk about and he has a bunch of henchmen he has really tall guy he has really big guy he has we'll have so much stuff to talk about with jimmy later on but he has jimmy he has uh you know other randos and he has morgan he brings morgan in from the bar and he's just you know typical 80s clown piece of terry shit, funk you know? these people's names dude terry so funk, Emmett... no, terry funk is a wrestler terry funk is uh, yeah. actual like that i believe that is From um Texas, is actually tiny ron taylor also a wrestler who um, plays the do mountain not do not know for sure i do yeah. know like i said i do know that terry funk is he's from uh amarillo texas huge yeah dude huge wrestler the, and stuff, but the actor who plays emmett's name is sunshine parker oh i saw and, that like, and i was like sunshine yeah yeah you have sunshine, you know sunshine and red he goes yeah That's yeah and <laughs> so uh yeah, now you think Emmett might be high the whole time. Yeah, I mean, look, man, if I if <laughs> I met like that individual, and like again, I feel like I've run into this man out in the fields, like picking apples. Like, Hi, I'm sunshine. Like, it's I've definitely yeah. exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Dalton is like dealing with all this, and Wesley is like out here, you know, robbing the town blind, just causing animosity, stirring shit up. Dalton gets stabbed because his people are causing issues at the bar and uh, has to go back to the hospital. This is when we meet the one woman where Dalton's like, holy shit. And it just happens to be like the most beautiful woman that like they could find the cast in this movie. It's like, oh my God, we need somebody as equally attractive as Swayze. We can settle for nothing less. This must be, must be met immediately. They have to like, Ugh! and then uh, they have a really weird, awkward, like, I don't understand how movies think that this is supposed to be like an attraction or like, 
a bond. It's like they're like stitching each other up, and it's like, hey, you want to swing by the double deuce? Uh, yeah. Why would she do that? She, you came here because you got stabbed, and she said y'all send so many people to her hospital on a daily basis that like, why would she be like, y'all yeah, go to this bar? There is like, no, I see six stabbings a, a week. Like, what? There was no like any amount of time where she was like hesitant. It was like ready to go. Also, this woman's hair bothered me the entire fucking film. Like, I also the fact that every single woman has this like awful spray tan. That it, it's it's that and this woman's hair. Fuck, it just it's like it's. I don't. I get it. It was the eighties, and at the time, people were like, "Oh man, it looks great." Now it is upsetting. It it is upsetting. It's... I I saw a thing that uh, Bill Murray calls this actress's husband every time uh her sex scene with patrick swayze comes on tv uh bill murray calls her husband but apparently that's, <laughs> that's the thing that he just does every single time just like hey man just so you know swayze's with your wife right now on tnt just check it yeah. out <laughs> fucking bill yeah anyways but, uh, that would be a like troll murray would do but yeah. uh yeah they hit it up they they'll go on dates it's a thing whatever whatever Bar shaping up, things are getting nice, but there are issues, you know, but with Wesley and with everything going on, stuff's going back and forth. How do you feel? Like, I guess we just talk about in general the middle portion of the film until we get Wade Garrett showing up. How did you feel they were kind of handling it? Were you still like invested? There are so many moments for me where I'm just like, this isn't like feasibly possible. You know, like right before what Wade shows up is when they finally go like full outlandish, like this is not. Like, even in the movie world, even in, like, yeah. this world, this is not, like, you can't, before everything is more just like, hey, they're just trying to stir shit and, like, cause fights and scare customers off or do whatever, you know, but then it's escalating to the point where after, I would say, like, a week or two, it's like, all right, let's just, like, let's just blow Red's business up. Like yeah, the, let's run just, over this dude's like all the cars he's selling with a fucking monster truck. Yeah, and like crash through both of his giant like panes of glass that he has in his building and everything like that. And the movie's like, oh man, y'all got insurance. That's the joke they want to have. But instead, I'm just like, hold up. There's gonna be like, well, he owns the, the sheriff and all this stuff. It's like, dude, that's not how things work, though. Like, first off, the sheriff is yeah. an elected official. So if he's not doing his real job and helping the people of the town or the other business owners or all these other things, like he's not going to get his job. Wesley doesn't determine that. Secondly, those are things right there, like that kinds of level of stuff. No, that there's is no an FBI like, thing. Yeah, a business doesn't just blow up, and the FBI doesn't come check. ATF will show up to be like, "Yo, what the fuck is happening right now?" Like we are just I mean, casually, "Oh yeah." It, it was the '80s, so who knows? Uh, so, but in answer to your question, I at no point really because. It is set again in this bizarro world that we are immediately – and this is a pretty smart the way that they've done this. I don't know if this is really intentional in like the truest sense of the word, but when you start off with this flim-flam world where, one, coolers exist, but that like this – that there is like a secret coterie of punch wizards all over the country that are contracted by seedy bar owners. And it's like a community that they all know each other. They meet up at like the Holiday Inn in Tampa every year. That by doing that, you've already primed me for fucking anything. Like it's it's any of this feel. It feels like I'm watching like a musical or something where it's like, yeah, that might happen. Like, sure, you know. Uh, so yeah, yeah at uh, no point was I like, along, did it lose me? 
and all all this stuff along those things like wesley tries to recruit dalton he's like fuck off then this is see this is the problem with trouble so wesley has a girlfriend who the second she sees patrick swayze is like i want to fuck him more than i've wanted to fuck anybody that's ever existed on the planet earth and then she like is all you know let me get up in swayze's like swayze's like hey girl i'm not interested like you should leave me alone character's name is Denise. I only remember that because Jimmy walks up and it's like, say goodnight, Denise. I'm going to take you home so you can get beat. And it's like, this is real Whoa, Jimmy. Like, I need you to calm yeah. down. I need you to take it back like so many levels, Jimmy. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so she get the, you know, Denise gets beaten up. D-Nice gets beaten up. And Swayze sees her and it's like, oh, I'll never work for you, Wesley. You're an despicable human being. You would hit ladies and do this, that, and the other. It's like, bro, what about when he blew up that business or when he drove that truck that, that, that had not happened yet none of that had either happened. way point being he's already a terrible human being i've been like bro you fly your helicopter on purpose over emmett's farm and make his horses scared like i don't like you i'm not gonna work for you on that premise alone yeah but you're just kind of a dick yeah i just don't really enjoy your whole skis he also is sleazy because he talks to swayze about like i know you killed a guy you know you loved it you wouldn't do this job yeah, if you didn't you get, like it i you get love paid it. to beat people up also yeah. i forgot to bring this up so one the first time they send somebody to go beat up swayze and he's like i'm patrick swayze well did you even for a moment remotely believe that wesley would have beaten that dude up because they made it seem like oh i'm gonna punch you three times knee you in the balls and i'm like this fucking tough guy it's like you are like a business dude who's slimy you have jimmy for that like you weren't knocking or breaking anybody's nose or like i was just yeah, like i that was like the least believable part of this film is any time like in the final fight when he's like like i refuse to believe that there was that that'd be any kind of a thing he's just like a guy he doesn't do anything he has people who do things he's a wallet who who like you know tells people to do shitty things it's That's, like the end of john wick when Keanu Reeves just fighting uh, Theon's daddy. And it's like, so John Wick, like the world's greatest assassin, is just going to like fist fight a 60-year-old man. Yeah. But, like, oh, is it I believe be... that because you know that that dude rose through the ranks and like at oh, one yeah. time, like was like the fucking dude. Like there, there's, that's believable. This guy, come on. Nah. No, he's, nah. he's absolutely not. But yeah, so when it's worth pointing out, I guess I don't. This is where I don't understand. So like, because Swayze is dating uh, the Doc, and yeah. the Doc used to be married to Wesley. Another incredibly salty. vague plot point that feels like it's never it fleshed. Yeah. It's only fleshed out enough for it's like this is a thing, but then that's it. And so, Wesley blows up Red's place, then brings his girlfriend to the bar and makes her strip for the entire bar, and trying to like fuck Dalton because. He's trying to be like, all right, Dalton, you can have this one, but you can't have my ex-wife. I don't understand the premise or the point of this whole sequence or scene outside yeah, of being like, hey, it, this blonde should get naked in this movie right now. Like, I don't understand what the. Yeah, I don't understand any of the thought process. The only this. thing that I could possibly divine here is that what he's doing is he's going in there and trying to be like, OK, he's like showing that he knows that this is not how uh, Dalton runs his establishment. And that, like, he's like, no, we're this is what we're gonna do. Like, this is against it's, it's like a power play kind of thing, but in the strangest fucking way that really felt like that the somebody on on set in like the in the writers room or something was just like, we need more tits. Like, that's yep. kind of what it felt like because 
there are much more interesting ways to have gotten that point across, but that's the only thing that it could be yeah. that makes any kind of sense. And so the a fight breaks out, they all lose. Wesley all lose his him and people lose. So he's like, all right, well, I'm not going to let you get booze anymore. Then you can't have any liquor at your place. They start running low, and then at this you point, got Keith you know, David behind the bar at this point too. Oh, the dude, only black was, man in this entire fucking movie, so other than the I, guy he throws the keys to. Yeah, can I tell you? the best thing in my head when i saw like i was like keith davis behind the bar now in my head i was just immediately like fucking affirmative action always coming in here and taking our jobs you son of a bitch what do you do it was just in my head i was like is this 1989 so i was imagining it's like what every other person in that bar is thinking right yeah this is this that's the story that i mentioned i want his person point of view like i want his perspective what's on just like the way it seems to though it's like they don't say anything about it but it's just like he just magically shows up behind the bar and it's like are you did Dalton bring you it? Like I don't understand yeah. how where you you came from. And he he feels like he's over it. He feels like everything that's happening around him, he's like fucking over it. Like immediately, like it has no, will not play. Has no time for it. Like yeah, I I do appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, so he has to make it. So you know, Dalton needs to make a call. So he's like, all right, I'll get some booze for us. Don't worry about it. He also is like, I'm gonna call Wade in just because it, it's like no, he doesn't call Wade in. He no, just see, calls Wade like he way calls before. Wade. I know what I'm saying, but then Wade shows up and's like, oh, I just figured you needed a hand. It's like what? That's none of that was like alluded to, you know. I mean, he does, but nothing was said that like made you I show up. Does it? Does he say that? I think that he just like comes and like because like he he's getting beat up. And he's like, oh uh, no, I mean the like, after, after, yeah, right after that though, he's when they first like hug or whatever. I can't remember what he said was. Uh, I just no, felt what, like what seeing he says, you. Or... What he says is, uh, I had him. He's like, yeah, I had a feeling you. I, 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 I trust that you did, or something like that. Like that. He, he's essentially like Swayze. He's like, I didn't. I, I was, I was good. He's oh, like, yeah, I know you were. Yeah. I'm saying, but then when they hug each other, I think that what he says is either something along the lines of like, oh, I wanted to see you. But either way, it is fortunate that Wade did show up because he did need his help, regardless of what Dalton yeah. wants to say. But uh, I do want to point out since we you did bring up the phone call. You didn't need the sequence with uh, Denise because for no reason at all, when they call, when he calls Wade, Dalton's talking to Wade and we're like, well, what's Wade doing? Oh, he's just, you know, bouncing for a wet G string contest. And it's like, what? Like That's one, that's nothing. Two, that's, like, uh, yeah, we're like on, no, man. we just want to have four more naked ladies in this movie for no reason. And then, you and know. I also want to know, like, is this place like doing well? Because it's like you see the places that Dalton like goes in and cleans up, and like everyone's wearing like they're like you know the 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 synthetic fabric like polos and all this shit. Like, is this like Garrett it's, like doing his shit like that? He's cleaned this because he doesn't seem stressed. He's like, oh, hey, how's it going there, Mio? Like, it's yeah. it doesn't really. I, I I don't understand if they just have very different ideas of what uh success is, but um yeah. Also, I don't, can I, don't, I say I that seeing Sam Elliott sans mustache feels weird? Like I don't I can't really put my finger on it, but it's just it's it's just an odd thing. Yeah. Uh, coupled with the fact that he like feels like he's supposed to be like what like fifty. 40 yeah. something. For, uh, he's got to be like probably forty five to fifty. Well, well, because also, like, think of it, he has an absurd amount of city miles on him. So he could be like 38. Like, I can imagine him, him That's being true. Like, That's yeah. true. 
But the way he has this, with his knee, I guess because the character could have been in a lot of fights, maybe the hitch in his knee is more because of actual yeah, injury I mean, like, as opposed to age. The doc says to, to fucking Dalton, like, Dalton. hey, when you get yeah. older, like, you are going to, your body's going to fucking hurt. And that is true. Like, I mean, it, it's, you know, doing it as long as uh, as he'd been doing it. As Wade has, yeah. I'd imagine at least 15 years, like, you'd probably get fucked up real easy. Yeah. I would say that in this, from what it seems like, I would say Dalton's supposed to be, like, late 20s, early 30s. So that would mean that Wade needs to at least be 10 years older than that, though. He's probably, so, like, at the youngest, like, mid-40s. Yeah. Like, I, like realistically. But uh, but Wade does show up, and like you said, yeah, Dalton's, they are trying to unload the truck for boost. Dalton's getting his ass beat. Wade helps him. They come in. It's like, oh, what's up, buddy? Dalton and Wade go on a date with uh, the doc, so that way Wade can meet her and all this stuff. And this is a really good scene. How did you feel about sam elliott's character and all that stuff and when he actually I mean, physically showed up it's uh i mean it was great like i immediately like immediately the first phone call i was like sam elliott's character is gonna die because the, the you you are meant to with every second this man is on screen think he's the fucking shit like he is meant to be like the <laughs> coolest, most likable dude in the world, and so I was like, "They're gonna murder this man. There is yeah, no I mean, way he, they're gonna allow him to live." He like, definitely is the coolest motherfucker. Like, let's be honest. Like, like it's, it's funny because like, Swayze's no everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, Dalton's the fucking coolest pe- like dude you ever saw in your entire life." And Sam Elliott walks in, "Hey, you got a right by the name Dalton walking around here?" And they're like, "Yeah, he he's out back." Who the fuck is that dude? And again, like, everyone knows him. Literally every single person just knows this man. Like, it's, it's, oh, that's Wade Garrett. Okay, but no, let's let's isn't. also, let's take a moment though. Like, Dalton's whatever. But if you met a dude that like talked or looked like Sam Elliott, you would be like, that's definitely Wade Garrett. You would know immediately that that was, you know. Why would, he, you, why would you have a frame of reference for that? Like, why would you have context for that? Like, not, not that they, not that they like were like, could that be Wade Garrett? Like, no, I believe that. That if they like had an understanding of who that was, it's not, you're not going to mistake him for somebody. Oh shit! I thought you were Wade Garrett. You know, I thought you were another seven foot eighty three man with like flowing silver hair and this voice. I I got confused. No. Yeah, it's but Elliot is great. You know, it's you know how great Wade Garrett is when after I think this is one's at some point within this there's a big fight about to happen and wade already knows before anything's happened so he's just like let me just get my rubber bands out i need to tie my hair back real quick yeah. and it's like the coolest fucking shit you've ever seen in your entire life is sam elliott like taking this flowing silver locks and like putting them back in a man bun are you kidding me right now You're like holy it, it shit is, when i saw that though the first thing i was thinking was oh fuck not a rubber band that's just gonna suck that that's gonna pull so much like get it get a hair tie come on Come the fuck on. There's no way that you don't have a hair tie. You don't have this long of hair that you just haven't picked one up. That's you very true. Band. But it's Anyways. nice to 89. You know, yeah. like there's a lot of weirdness going on within yeah. the film. Uh, but yeah, they, like you said, so they're, everything's escalating. And then to the point where after they do all the terrible things we talked about, this is where, for me, this is, we've already had it where it's like, well, businesses, they're all work for them or do whatever, this, that, and the other. Like, please explain to me what Emmett, besides just being a normal farmer, 
does to deserve having his house blown up. That at that point, that's when you absolutely the like the actual FBI or the real government oh, involved because it was it was purely because they knew that Dalton lived there and that they knew that it would fuck that he would get, get pissed off about it. They were oh, fucking I, with him. It had nothing to do with Emmett. Exactly. And so you're like, okay, well, Emmett was in his house. That's hey, the attempted murder. I literally like I get that Dalton's like, I'm gonna go murder Jimmy as opposed to going to like just let him go to jail or anything like that. But it's like, yo, dog, this is beyond the point now. You just try to blow up your next door neighbor's house. Like, how I mean, are the police gonna ignore this or do whatever? Like, you could say the business yeah. is like red or the uh Ford dealership, or like we're not gonna press charges. You just try to blow up Emmett's house. Like, I, and kill him I mean, inside of it. It could be said that, like, I think that Emmett is like part of. I, I guess he's a business owner. Like, he seems to be part of this like group of people who, like, you know, they are like they've bought into whatever. Because it seems like okay, so Red is the first person that drops out, and then Carman, and then and like it feels like that all of them are kind of like being yeah. like, no fuck, like we like fuck you, dude. That's um, fair, but then my thought is also. But that well, technically, wouldn't the first dude have been the bar owner because he hired Dalton, and so then and like he fired the yeah, dude's nephew I don't, and stuff. You think like, you think he would just blow that bar up? But um, but I don't it's know. it's a weird choice. Also, though, this I want to talk about this for a moment. This cabal. I was like, you said that you're just outside of Kansas City. Uh, I've been to Kansas City many, many times. Kansas City. Which Kansas City is it? Oh, I guess it's got to be Missouri. Missouri. It's yeah. Missouri, but it's the gateway to the West. That in St. Louis, uh, Kansas City is not a small. There's no small cabal or small town anywhere in or around Kansas City. This does not exist. The fact but that they in the 80s pretend, was that the same? No, that's still the case. Like in the 80s, it was still kill them. Kansas City has had major sports franchises since like the 60s. That's not like a small city or town that has those kinds of things. Uh, but either way, that's neither here nor there. But I want to talk about because I know you have so many things to say. Mm. Because yeah, Jimmy tries to blow up Emmett's house and Swayze. First off, this is already ridiculous. Swayze runs down Jimmy while Jimmy is on a dirt bike and Swayze is on foot. And I don't know if you know this. Yeah, how does that dirt bikes beat feet in races every day of the week? Uh, but either way, they get in this ridiculous fight, which is like, look. You're both fighting to the death, supposedly, and neither one of you are trying to fight to the death. But people like are actually trained, like in, in fighting. Ostensibly, how these individuals are. Like you aren't like let me just like you know kick you right inside your foot, or let me like you know punch you right here in the ribs. Like no, I'm gonna like punch you in the throat. I'm gonna like annihilate your temple. I'm gonna like crack you in the back of your head. I'm gonna do things that actually will put you down immediately instead of like just hanging around. Like, I mean, strictly speaking, that isn't true. But in this case, I could see that because you are actually specifically taught to do the opposite, where like you you do not hit someone in the throat because you you don't want to do something that someone is not going to be able to recover from after that fight because that's not like yeah cool. I but agree. in this situation, but in this fight is what I mean. Yeah, I mean like feels, in this fight, that should be immediately like, what Jimmy definitely wouldn't be like. No, we have to be honorable here in the field of battle. Like that's not going to be a thing that was happening. Um. But I mean, clearly the the big thing here is because yes, you know they they they're they're punching, they're doing the thing, they're doing the same like punch that they're doing through this whole movie. That's like really tight, like uppercut into the ribs that everyone keeps doing, where they extend like half a half a foot, um, and then fucking Dalton rips out Jimmy's throat in the thing that's just like, oh yeah, that happened. I'm like, hey, what? You didn't? That was not. 
there was no part it feels like there's a hidden part of this movie where like dalton was like had like the dim mock or something that like he he had like been don't training in the wilderness don't you remember that it's just showing you that because everyone can be like oh i heard him kill a dude in memphis but it was yes self-defense. but like it's like throw it out it feels like it feels like it's set up to be fucking like blood sport like where he's got like the hand where it's like supposed to be like telegraphing like there's like a lore behind this that people are because you see jackie treehorn be like oh no that's the hand he has no way to know that where yeah is he you putting also that together like from? look can i i know that i have so many things to say about this whole sequence the first being Y'all, I know that so many people that, like want to quote this line, like Jimmy's like final line before his death and stuff like that. But like, I just want to point out that that's the weirdest way for y'all to point out that Jimmy is gay that I've ever seen or heard in the entirety of a movie in my life. Because Jimmy's like, oh, I used to fuck dudes like you in prison. And it's I like, I don't know that's what they're trying to say. I know it's not what they're trying to say, but I'm right, telling you yes. what they are saying directly. Right, yes. Tell them, do you know? No, I get what it. What male does those things? Gay men. That's nothing yeah, wrong. No, I, 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 like I, I get and, it. So but like, in the Jimmy, 80s, that's not how that read. I know, I know. Yeah. And what I'm still yeah. saying is, I don't care. To me, it would have no, read you, that yes, way in the 80s we're, too. We're, you know what yeah, I mean? We, like, we I'm know. not going to be like, it's like, no, but it was different. I was in prison. No, it's it's not different. It's not no. different at all. Now, the next thing is, okay, Doc. Is I, you have a real name, but I can't remember it. And Swayze calls you right. Doc 70 times in the movie. So that's easier to remember. You witnessed this man try to murder Emmett. You've seen all this stuff happening the entire movie, and now you want to be like, oh my god, Swayze ripped his throat out and killed the most evil person in this movie by a mile. And yeah, it's this, like, this, I can't be next to you These anymore. folks tried to kill your uncle, like they've been blowing Like, Yeah, that, it feels like, like, this is where you're drawing the line here. Like, this, this, this. It's the thing that made the least amount of sense to me out of everything that happened with her character the entire line with her character feels like just kind of thrown in there because they needed to have a love interest but it feels very half-baked the whole time like we've we've addressed some of those reasons um but yeah like the like even like swayze going and being like hey come with me why are you doing that why would she do that how long has it been maybe like three weeks why would anybody be like, yeah, fucking, I'm a yeah. doctor. Why would you know, like a doctor? Like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna leave my life. I don't understand why Swayze wouldn't have come in and just been like, hey, Wesley just called me. I think he's trying to kill you. Can you, like, I need you to come with me. He has, no, it's like, hey, come with me. We're going right now. No. Now, two things I would like to say that are very important and relevant in my mind. So, why Wesley's like, oh well, I'm gonna call Swayze. Hey man, you gotta pick one. Waiter Elizabeth, that's her name. Waiter Doc, one of them's dying. Pick one. If you don't pick one, I'm going to choose for you, all this, that, and the other. It's like, bro, I know that Wesley's a psychopath and fucked up and all these things, but it's like, um, Jimmy was retaliation for all the things you've already done. Jimmy wasn't him starting something that you need to retaliate for. Like, I don't understand what. Well, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't see it that way. He's crazy. Now, here's the follow up thing that I would like to bring up. This, is what is relevant to me. So after that phone call happens, you know, uh, Wade comes stumbling in. It's like, oh, dude, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, there were th- only three of them, but they said I was the lucky one or something. And it's like, my God, that means they're going to go after the doc. And it's like, why aren't you taking Wade with you? First off, that makes no sense to me at all that you're not going to take Wade with you. I, I but think secondly, just that, like, He's seeing that like he would not really be useful in a fight right now. And so if he goes there and like they're already there, 
it's not there's no way that like things are gonna go well okay. for him okay okay yeah that's okay fine i mean clearly it was secondly you know, uh, yeah. assuming that we're all now assuming that like why is there no why is this business open but nobody's in it so you leave Wade there. He's by himself completely. Like I saw Dalton walk up and just open the front door. Like who unlocked the business? Secondly, and more importantly, Swayze, you didn't see the dudes just sitting in the parking lot when you went to leave that were going to just walk back in there and fucking kill Sam Elliott anyway. I don't understand how that like you. Yep. It's like they purposely tricked you, but you fell for it without even like being yeah, aware of your they... surroundings. They like, were like, like, oh, this will get let me, heated. Let me think. Which one would make more sense? Even if, like, let's say that you don't know the way the coin's being tossed or anything. It's like this grifter dude, Wade Garrett, who just came into town like a week ago, who nobody knows. Or my actual ex-wife, like, if I murdered one of them, which one might be linked back to me the easiest? If I murdered my, like, right. what do you, I, you should have known, no matter what, he wasn't killing his ex-wife. That would just be wild. If he was going to do that, he would have already done that. Right. But that's not what happens. So, yeah, and, and then I don't – did they have forensic evidence in 1989? Because I'm I almost 1,000%. I think they did. I think that at the bare minimum, they had fingerprinting technology. Yes, they had fingerprinting. Because this yeah. motherfucker comes back, and Sam Elliott's been stabbed in the stomach and, like, killed and everything. And Patrick Swayze's like, oh, let me just – I got to take this knife. I'm like, dude, don't – that fucking knife, you can't, like, don't touch the murder weapon. Like, what – Yeah, are, but, like, like – so that is another thing is that like i mean clearly the reasoning there is that like he's not like he's going to go take care of this but yeah there's like a lot of bodies and i don't care how many times you're like oh, i don't see anything that happened here that's actually not how the law works that like if somebody like if somebody like is dead and clearly had been, been like massacred in a room and there's 10 dudes staying around and like well we don't have guns and we say we don't know what happened your honor that's you're not fine like it's, yeah that's not how that works uh but yeah and we'll get to that because that's a whole other thing as well but so Swayze's like all right so you killed sam it's time for him to go on the rampage now this is the only part that i don't understand please explain to me why he destroys his mercedes not the junker that he bought yeah and it's not even like so is the because it doesn't feel like he uh it, it does so it, there was no way that really the distraction didn't wasn't a distraction like it wasn't like that like while he did that he was doing another thing. It doesn't really feel like unless he was like, I think that he, I think he, yeah, I think that's what, I think he sent the car and then like got into the house while they were all focused on the car. But like, or the, like the, the other thought I had was that like, was he trying to see who would take the knife back to like, see which maybe, one of them, maybe. like that was the thought that I had it was like, okay, now he's going to see like, which one of them has a knife. He's going to know it's him, but that wasn't like, which is true. Like, but also why would tell if you murdered somebody, and then left your knife in that person. Would you still go walking around the whole rest of your day or life with the fucking holster for that knife around your waist that you yeah, don't it did have seem anymore? Odd. Well, it had, it had like, only been like an hour, to be you're fair. right. But I'm just saying, like, I would have gotten rid of that holster the second that I was done yeah. with that knife. That it's not the like the moment you sit down and you're like, fucking god, shit. Like, yeah, it, it's it's uh, a yeah. exactly, exactly. But yeah, so Swayze goes on the murder rampage. Um, just throughout the house, with the exception of one dude who is like yeah, the comic Tinker. relief with the, yeah, yeah Tink within the comic relief of the thing. But uh, yeah, like you said, Spacey just fights knocks over Wesley, a big polar bear on him, then, and yeah, 
yeah, then Wesley and him are fighting. Wesley's like, oh, I'm sick of this. I'm just going to shoot you and murder you. And Swayze beats him down. Then Swayze's like, oh, you're so lucky your ex-wife is here, and I'm going to not kill you. I'm going to go with her. And then yeah, – what? What is the thought? Thank you. Like, so here's a couple of things issues I have. One, so like, yes, he is shot in the arm, but we have seen this man be stabbed so many times and act like none of it happened. That like for him to be this debilitated, like don't I understand that a gunshot is bad. I'm not saying that, like, well, what's the big deal? My point is within the context of this film, it seems odd that he is like made worthless so that he can't fight this like a counter like 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 yeah this, this. It's, it's like i'm trying to think of a good example but it's basically like it's it's the equivalent to me of beverly hills cop one like victor maitland the whole time yes. is shooting a gun at what axel foley and stuff because he can't fight or do anything and that's like what i'm looking i'm looking at patrick swayze fight the dude from beverly hills cop one and it's like this is ridiculous then at no point in this movie did they lead you to believe anything was about to happen or let you know what was going to go, go on or anything like that. But Swayze's about to get murdered and gunned down in a left and, field. Just, real, okay. real quick before that, too. where He knew where the gun was that that he had, yes. that Jackie Treehorn had thrown away. And so he knew that it existed. So in his mind, what was the thing? Was it like, no, he's too terrified of me to go pick yeah, that he, up. Yeah, I see he knows that his I eyes spared him. Like, what? Hey, hey, Dalton, what the fuck happened here? Um, yeah, that makes no you, sense, sir. You you gave that to him. Yeah, yeah. And, and so then, yeah. then out of nowhere, left field, it's like a gunshot goes off, and you know, Doc is like, "Oh my god, oh my god, my uncle just shot somebody," and then Emmett comes out of nowhere and is like, "Boom!" And these are like all shotguns, mind you. Like this man is not alive. He is not put together. Nobody walks in and yeah. gets shot like from like four feet away with four shotguns and is like still intact, falling through a fucking like coffee table. But either yeah, way, know. you know, the dealership owner, Red, Emmett, and the bar owner all come out of left field, Deus Ex Machina with shotguns and murder Wesley. And then Red's like, oh, okay, and I'll take these guns back, please. I'm going to take these guns, please. I'm, and I'm do what with them, them Red? I was like, he like, I was like, I'm going to put these in the refrigerator and the cops won't find them. And then I'm going to come back out here. Yeah. And it's like, he like, probably he just dumped like, him in the lake. He probably just ran actually, out. Maybe yeah. he ran out and dumped him in the lake. You know, but either yeah. way, it's like you said, then the, then the cops show up and they're like, oh, what happened here? I didn't see anything. Did you? And everyone's like, "No, is it Teeter? Did you see anything?" And he's like, "I got hit by a polar bear." And like the the, the <laughs> cops like, "Oh shucks, Tinker." And like that like, everything's just fine after yeah. that. No, that's not how that works. It's I'm sorry, it's not, but it's like yeah, the secret cabal now is like, oh, we're gonna take you care killed of five you people. Yeah. Then the weirdest thing the entire time it's like oh we're getting ready to leave we're putting down we're getting up and the second that they kill wesley swayze's like hey wouldn't it be cool if i like lived here for the rest of my life and like married you doc and like was a part of the town and the cabal was like i'm like what why are we closing with you swimming through a river with the doc like why is she also like oh i saw my uncle murder him now so now that you killed jimmy and others like, yeah we're all no, forgiven everything like, there's no there wasn't like a thing of like that dalton was trying to get out of this life or something like that. Or like, he, like, like he, he told he told Wade, "Hey man, I gotta go check on the doc. But when I get back, me and you are gone. Like fuck it, Wesley wins. Game's over. Me and you are leaving." And he was like, "Good, like cool." And I'm just like, if that was 
case, then that's why I was like, take Wade with you. Because if you are, you're planning to take the girl too, like then it could just be all in one go. Yeah. But that, even still, the ending doesn't make sense. It's like now he's like, he's like, oh man, these four old white dudes killed Wesley for me. Like, dog, these guys are cool. Family, as hell. we're all here. Like, yeah, we've all killed people together. Don't. The road like, dogs. <laughs> it was just a weird ending. And then they were just like, hey man. Uh, we paid Jeff Healy and his band all this money, so we're just gonna let them close out the whole credits. This yeah. a song. Oh, I also wanted to point out because it is Swayze. We, we talked about the music and with him dancing earlier. I wanted to say, great choice to have Otis Redding's uh, oh, yeah. song. I, I want to shout that out. Great choice. Yeah, like very few songs are better than that song, so I'm just glad that they put it in there. But that, that rounds out Roadhouse, you know. Um, I will let you grow first on grades and thoughts because i i'm curious to hear what you think um so i think this movie's great i i it's a good time it's incredibly 80s it's it's but in a way that like there is no um it's earnest it's it's sincere about what it is it's not there's not like a ton of like oh it's so crazy and zany and whack like no it's just like it's the 80s and people are punching and kicking each other uh and i i yeah no it's just a great uh just a great fucking time it's the only time that i have ever heard somebody as somebody who uses this phrase without other people and i'm not really sure where i picked it up i think i thought it was just a southern ism um that dog won't hunt Hearing that come out of Sam, I was like, wait, did I, had I seen, had I seen Roadhouse? And the only thing that I took away was that dog won't hunt. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna, somehow that was incepted in my mind. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great fucking time. It's, it is like in the way that Bloodsport is like a movie that you can like throw on the background. This is like that, but it is if you you will find yourself watching it at some point it's not it, it's like yes it's on but then like 20 minutes in everyone has stopped and they're just watching roadhouse whereas bloodsport like you're seeing something and then you're leaving and you're going to do something else mm-hmm. and you see this thing like it's no this is this is a a good fucking movie outside of the context of being an 80s film outside of the context of being just like a, an action movie it's great uh i'm going to give it an 8 8 8 8.5 somewhere around there um that's that's a that's where i'm gonna give it well i'm gonna second all those things uh it's gonna be an eight for me and the reason why i'm gonna give it an eight is because i think if the, i had watched this in like 1989 or 1990 or 1994 because i was born older than i am now currently i think i would have given this movie even even higher rating i just think that like my knowledge there are some things where you're just like hey that's not how the world works or that's right. not how you have you can't like you know? get rid of that uh lens that you're being yeah it's hard to, like i mean i can even get past the gratuitous nudity part because i've seen other 80s movies it's not like it's the first time i've seen yeah. nudity it's i'm just like it's for me it's just like some little subtle things but there are so many great things that to me this is one of those movies that the sum of its parts are greater than what they are individually. Because if you yeah. look at everything individually, you think this movie is going to be like kind of like a blood sport. It's a good comparison. Yeah. But, but when it's put together, it's, it's yeah. better than that. It, it actually Absolutely. is a movie that you will get sucked into or you would enjoy. And yeah, so I'm going to give it an eight as well. And I thank everybody for listening and for sticking with us through all of this. I actually have a surprise for y'all when Kellen tells you what we're going to be doing next week. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to be so shook so surprised that we went down this path that you're gonna listen to the episode i can almost guarantee it so i'm gonna let them 
give that whole spiel and run everything down. And then uh, we can come back to me after that. Yeah, so we are going to be watching next week the first Fast and the Furious uh, film. Now, I want to make it very clear. Thomas and I are not about to start watching all the Fast and Furious films. I'm not doing that. I have but one precious life, and I will not spend it doing that. So we're going to watch this. And you guys can, you know, you we, we can experience this together. It'll be a good time. Uh, I feel like it, it's uh, it's accessible enough to a larger audience that, you know, that, that there will be, if nothing else, um, some sort of like cultural significance here. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. If you would like to watch the movie, uh, and I please, I encourage you to watch the film. Um, the film can be seen on, I guess, not that many places. Hot diggity shit. It's, you can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on, you know, your Redbox or Voodoo, your Amazon Prime video. But there's not like a streaming service that currently has it, which is very odd to me. Um, unless it's like AMC On Demand or some shit like that. But please, between now and next, watch the movie. Then you can come back and we will spend next week going over it. And if you have any questions or things that come up, things that you would like or like, hey, fucking I want to hear these folks talk about this. You can send those questions and queries and interests to unqualifiedobservers at gmail.com. Uh, it's a great way to get in touch with us. You can also reach out to us on social media, uh, unqualified observers on Instagram at observecast on Twitter. Uh, and uh yeah any of these reach out i want to holler i want to talk about movies you can talk about past films we did we can talk about movies that you would like us to to review in the future uh, but any of those are great ways to uh to reach out to uh to your folks here um yeah and if you would uh please do us a favor and rate and especially review the podcast on apple Podcasts and spotify that is a great way to help out the show that uh is cost-free again except for time one resource that you cannot get back and i realize that you know that, that's what i'm asking of you but you know it's a you're good folk out there so I, I i trust that you uh you have a little bit of that to spare so uh and again this just helps us get in front of new audience it helps us expand gives us ability to do more fun cool things uh that we uh that we want to be able to do with y'all um so please do that uh, you can also rate us just within the uh spotify app you can go up to right beneath the podcast description there's a little button has a star there and you can give us the appropriate number of stars that you believe we have earned with you here on this episode you know i think honestly what we're going to do next week is we're just going to open with this because like kel said we can't really give you back time but if we remind you while you're already listening to us, maybe you can use the time that you're devoting listening to us to go ahead and while that's happening, right? Or right. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe we we'll, remind you at the we'll end. Turn to do a TikTok it's too challenge. Late. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be something like that. Um, as always, though, you can find me, Thomas, at Stimpy is King on Twitter. I'd appreciate that. More importantly, though, if you want to listen to more nonsense and have more of your time wasted, I would appreciate it if you would give a listen to Simpson Ain't Easy, it's a podcast that I do with my brothers, and we've been getting silly on there. It's been real fun. I would highly recommend listening to this upcoming week's episode because we have some wild topics that I think are going to cause a lot of shenanigans and hoopla. But yeah, I can't, I can't believe that we're doing it, but we're going to tackle one 
building block for family and one alone, you know? Uh, and we got something cool coming for 100, which I think is enjoyable that you will hopefully enjoy and like. And, you know, with that, I think it's time about say good night. So, or good morning or Mazel Tov, you know, Lahayim. Yeah. I don't know. Just happy time zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, happy dusk. Yes, right, right. Yes. Good, good dusk to all of you uh, listening out there. Uh, and until next time, I'm Kellum. And I'm Thomas. And we don't know anything. <laughs>